0: This is not a military takeover.
1: Stand by for action. Greenville, I am, I am battle station. Anything can happen in the next tower. <gunshot> yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
2: Creona, it's Friday, and once again, I'm gonna be playing you a whole host of material that you should hear on the radio, but don't, like the unmixed version of the Dam's Anti-Pope.
0: Round the town Nothing is the for all to I think it's to I church Only people that go there and show them that they don't understand. I can't miss that weekend can change that behaviour. So many people who the to go to the palace of home and I said, no, I ain't it myself Nothing the empty
2: course, anti-pope that was solely written by Captain Sensible's brother Phil Burns, and originally performed by the Cowards, can be found on the Dam's third album, Machine Gun Etiquette. It still rankles me that, due to an alleged dispute between members of the current lineup and Chiswick Records, that we were not treated to a 40th anniversary box set last year, akin to what befitted the Remains' first four studio albums and the It's Alive LP. Heck, even Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Got the anniversary treatment hitting the real and virtual record shops today. Although I had to laugh on the band's official web shop. Um, that disc one of the TIS 2 disc set was labelled as some. Um overkill. Uh, no, the damn uh, 40th anniversary of Machine Gun Etiquette would have consisted of the original album, remastered on 180 gram vinyl. CD1 would feature the remastered and unmixed version. CD2, the B-sides, DJ promos, Ed Hollis's version of Love Song, and of course the much mooted studio version of Teenage Dream, plus a veritable host of demos. Uh, being the avid damn collector that i am i've amassed quite a few of them Um, from the time sans i was disappointed in the smash it up cd single that came out a few years ago as even though it had parts one to four i thought they could have been mixed together a lot better the capital radio session springs to mind although uh, it didn't have part four three was most definitely loud and proud yeah of course that session would also be represented on um, cd2 cd3 uh, would be the school bullies live gig, along with hopefully a soundboard recording of another concert from '79. Uh, f- failing that, a cleaned up audience recording, or even the gig from the uh, old Waldorf in San Francisco that uh, you can find on YouTube, all encased in a 12 by 12 hardcover box set with extensive interviews and photos with all the key players and uh, continuing rant mode. The band's full self-titled album, more commonly known as The Black Album, celebrates its 40th anniversary next month, and what a fabulous album that is. If you nip over to uh, that record Got Me High podcast, you will hear damn fan Mark Williams discussing said album. I highly recommend it, and uh, if you can't locate it, email me and uh, we transfer you the file. And I'll overlook the fact that Mark thought that Drinking About My Baby was brought to the band in part by Paul Gray where in actual fact as you know its origins lay with machine gun etiquette with it even appearing on a Radio 1 session with LG on base. What if there's a proper studio recording f- of that from this lineup? I guess we'll never know. Here's the UK subs and the single version of Tomorrow's Girls. <music> reading front I've paused uh, reading Mark Lanigan's autobiography not because it isn't enjoyable as it is in a perverse kind of way but I forked out to relive my youth by buying four Spider-Man collections the first was uh, Craven's Last Hunt followed by Symbiote Spider-Man then Maximum Carnage which I'm currently reading now and lastly Marvel Knights Spider-Man it's very unusual for me to put a book down half finished I don't know maybe it I'm due some escapism that only comics could provide. I've got quite literally a shelf load of books to catch up on: uh, Mickey Moody's biography, along with Gene Simmons' "Gods, Gangsters, and Honor" by Steve Mach-Hatt, uh Rob Halford's autobiography, and finally "Utopia Avenue" by David Mitchell. I've also pre-ordered the "Stoner Freaks" anthology by Damien Reynolds and Xavier Batalon. which, uh, as the title suggests, is an the ultimate stone at rock book with uh, 3000 bands listed 245 interviews uh, over 800 pages it's in french and english uh, and needs to reach a goal of uh, 23000 euros for it to get printed that's a lot of dosh currently the total's totals uh, around 8500 euros uh, with only about 38 days left Uh, The basic printed copy is €40 plus shipping, but there are a whole host of extra goodies if your wallet desires it. Uh, A band that is featured in said book are Barocco, who coincidentally have a new album, Pound of Flesh, coming out uh, in early 2021 on cosmic artefacts on uh, either Heavyweight 2 LP set, a CD and, of course, The Scourge of Audiophiles, Digital from Pound of Flesh. This is It Came From The Sky. I almost forgot, Uh, I also have pre-ordered JC Carroll's Still Annoying the Neighbours from the Surrey Suburbs to the world and back at the slightly cheaper price of 15 quid, mind you. Having said that, I had already coughed up for it a couple of years ago through Pledge Music, and we all know how badly that turned out for artists and fans alike. How the executives avoided jail time is beyond me. So I quite happily shelled out for it for a second time. found. that was the members and sound of the suburbs taken from the album at the Chelsea nightclub funnily enough after hearing that I think I prefer the original single mix sort of had a bit more bite in my humble opinion uh, right what I should have done was had album mix in one channel and single version in the other Yeah, we all know how that would have worked out. The members are currently in the throes of finishing up a new album that has a working title of Bed, Sit, Land. Joining JC Carroll on the aforementioned album are from The Vibrators, Nigel Bennett on lead guitar, Pink Floyd's Guy Pratt on bass, and from The Only Ones, John Perry, also on lead guitar. Those Dandies of the Overground, Neon Animal, have just released a video to Let's Make the World Rock, that has been taken from the band's latest album make no mistake Neon Animal have the uh, dubious honour of being the last live band that I have seen and uh, I was hoping that last month that they would be uh, I will be seeing them again obviously that never happened with another date pencilled in for uh, November the 21st uh, subsequently rubbed out in the meantime if possible let's make the world rock say live gigs aren't happening over here in dear old blighty as the speedways are playing two 45 minute limited capacity sets at some weird since eighth birthday party at the paper dress vintage in hackney on saturday october the 17th infuriatingly i can't go i've had enough this time socialise with friends at gigs again. Apparently my next gig that has yet to be either postponed or cancelled is Enough's Enough at the Black Heart on the 11th of November. I wait with bated breath. Last Sunday morning whilst on the old exercise bike I was messaged by Gusta with uh, a new song attached from his band Moons of Saturn. So far I think we've been treated to uh, give me some more the cover of Dead Moons Far in the Western World, Money and Submission and Stop Wasting My Time. Well, now there is another installment in the shape and form of I Never Get Invited that sounds remarkably like this. (laughs) of fingers Frank Meyer has got in pies it's ridiculous I mean it's great that he's able to keep working as a musician in the current climes if I was to list everything he's been up to I'd probably run out of time and I'm sure you are more than familiar with his work his latest foray was to hook up with super suckers main man Eddie Spaghetti for the imaginatively titled Spaghetti and Frank It uh, does what it says on the tin. The first fruits from this alliance is an updated version of Tom Petty's Jamming Me that was unleashed onto the YouTubes on Tuesday, heralding this week's Covers Corner.
0: Corner!
2: The audio of which I'm obviously going to play you right now. William Shatner's dalliance with music. Who is taking the piss out of whom? Bill's latest album is called The Blues, and as the title alludes to, is an album with blues covers. I don't really know where to begin. The opening track of Sweet Home Chicago sounds like he's trying to talk down someone from a ledge 15 stories up. And on uh, Route 66, it sounds like he's running the length of it being recorded at the same time. Of course, guests are abound like uh, Richie Blackmore, Tyler Brant, Pat Travis, Steve Cropper, and Albert Lee. A song that does actually work really well is Manish Boy, featuring Ronnie Earle.
1: Now, when I was a young boy in Montreal, age of five, my mother said I was going to be greatest man alive and now I'm a man way past 21 want you to believe me baby I have lots of fun I'm a man I spend Sure that's a man. I
2: I've never played any Miley Cyrus on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, let alone any Hannah Montana, even though, because I've a daughter, who grew up watching and listening to her. I know all the songs, well, all the Hannah Montana stuff and that uh, Wrecking Ball single. So my question is, you know, rhetorical, of course, when is it acceptable to enjoy her music? I know there's the old adage, there's two types of music. Good and bad. Uh, you might not like a band because they do nothing for you. In my case, it's Magnum, but I won't have a bad word said against them because they are, you know, great musicians. They just don't do it for me. Yeah, but the less said about Barclay James Harvest, the better. Dignitas, here I come. Anyway, Miley Cyrus has just covered Blondie's Heart of Glass on a recent U.S. award show, and I really enjoyed it. It doesn't wildly differ from the original. I mean you might think it was Blondie featuring Miley. 10 out of 10 for effort. Could have played a covering Zeblin's Black Dog. It's just a good job that I dislike them. At this point, I did have penciled in Warrior Soul's take on Alice Cooper's elected taken from their up-and-coming covers album, Cocaine and other good stuff, keeping things politically up-to-date. But with the uh, sad news of Eddie Van Halen's passing on Tuesday evening, I thought I'd finish this week's Covers Corner
3: Corner.
2: segmentation off with this track. (laughs) Yeah. No. Another band that almost made it into this week's Covers Corner
0: Corner! were
2: the Medicine Dolls as they've uh, tackled Rock Lobster and Psycho Killer on uh, what I think is their debut album, Filth and Wisdom. Uh, I think there was an EP that came out in February last year. It could have been a compulsion to ruin. Uh, I'd have to double check. But like the Carville NYC who I played last week, their original material is much more worthy of hearing uh, the band Hail from uh, South Africa, taking cues and notes from the likes of Joy Division, Susie, Gang of Four, Love and Rockets, The Birthday Party, The Cramps, The Fall, Bauhaus, Jesus and Mary Chain. You get the picture. Here's the audio and Kiss Kiss Kill Me. Oh, God. your lot for today i don't know what you're thinking he hasn't played any john lennon on what would have been his 80th birthday come on to be fair normal radio has been a wash with him quite rightly so but until next time take it easy show is a Watts' Lodge production that was produced by Barton Stacy, engineered by Fenny Bridges and curated by me, Armitage Smith.